So for the past few episodes, we have been discussing common questions that I get from nurse leaders and entrepreneurs. If you have a question that you'd like to be featured on the show, feel free to email info at nurseleadernetwork.com and we will feature your question on an episode. Welcome to the Nurse Leader Network podcast with your host, Chris Racinos. Wherever you're going on your nurse leader journey, we're here to help you get there. Welcome everybody to the Nurse Leader Network podcast. Today's episode is going to be something that we all struggle with, and that is how to create habits. How do we create habits so that they're maintainable, so that we can achieve our goals? Habit creation is not easy, and so I'm going to give you a couple of tips and tricks around how to create a habit around a goal that you have to ensure that that goal is achievable. So you'll be able to apply this at work. You will be able to apply this in your home life. You will be able to apply this to all kinds of things. And what got me thinking about it was I recently posted a picture of a before and after. I'm on this weight loss journey slash journey to becoming a bikini competition competitor, um, something that I've always wanted to do. And it has taken me, I started this dream goal like in 2013, and now we're sitting here. It is 2022. Still have not gotten up on stage. And this year, I finally have made some progress, and, and I will be actually going on stage later on this year. And I was like, what changed? Like, why did it take me so many years to get this goal done? What habits did I have to put in? Why were the habits so difficult to form in the past? And like I said, these are what I'm going to teach you today are things that I've used around habits for getting things done at work, habits for spending more time with my family, different goals that I've just had throughout my career, habits for homework, right, when I was in school. So we're going to start off with the goal, and I've gone over this before in the episodes, but we're going to talk about making sure that your goal is a really realistic and achievable goal. So that's step one. You need to make sure that you have a SMART goal, SMART, S-M-A-R-T. S stands for specific. It has to be very specific. It has to be simple, significant, right? So if it's not significant, it's not simple, you can't specify what that goal is, that's going to be a problem. So you don't want to say things like, I want to lose weight. That's not specific enough. You would want to say things like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Um, is that simple? Maybe not, but it is significant and it's specific. It's, an, it's a certain amount of uh, weight. The M stands for measurable. You want to make sure that it is something that's measurable, meaningful, motivating. Can I measure 20 pounds? Yeah, I can get on a scale and do that. What about other goals? Like what if I say my goal is to win the lottery? Um, okay, so that's specific. Um, is it measurable? Yeah, if you win it or not. Um, but is it something that really is sensible? Mm, maybe not so much. The A stands for achievable. So is this actually something achievable? Is it achievable to win the lottery? I don't know. Maybe for that one and however many millions. But is it achievable? Is a 20-pound weight loss achievable? Is uh, going back to school for your degree achievable? Is spending t more time with your family achievable? All those things are, are achievable, right? We can do those. The R stands for relevant. Is it relevant? Is it something that actually is going to, you know, be meaningful? Is it reasonable? Is it realistic? Is it results-based? So if, for example, you know, it's not resource, what you're trying to do is just not resource. Let's say, for example, I want to go back to school, but the reality is I'm a single mom, have a bunch of kids. I work, you know, a 60-hour-a-week job. Like, it's just not realistic at this time. 
And so it's not going to be relevant to my life. I can't actually get that implemented today. And then time bound, how, what specific amount of time for your weight loss? Do you want to do it in four months and then go back? Is that reasonable to do it in four months? Or is it, you know, I can't say I want to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. That's not reasonable. So that's step one, defining your SMART goal. That's the very first step. Now, defining a SMART goal is not enough. So I'm going to give you an example of what a SMART goal looks like for me. Uh, One of my SMART goals was I wanted to spend more time with my kids. So specific. My specific line in that was I will read one chapter from The Big Horn Spoon, which is a book my kids love, each night for 15 minutes before bed with the kids at 8.30. So very specific. That's how I'm going to be spending the time. I'm going to be spending it reading a book. I'm going to now go ahead and look at that. Is that measurable? Can I go back and look to see if I actually read the book? Yeah, absolutely. Is it achievable? Is that something that I can realistically fit into my 24 hours a day? Can I get 15 minutes away from my 24 hours a day? Yeah, totally. I can totally achieve that. Is it realistic? Yeah, because I've done that with other activities with my kids. So reading is one thing we do, but we've also done other things together as a family. And then the time I put in there, it's going to be 15 minutes and we're going to do it until the book's finished and then pick a new book. So is my goal a smart goal? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to read one chapter from Big Horn Spoon each night for 15 minutes before bed with my kids at 8.30 p.m. That's my SMART goal. Now, creating a SMART goal is not the end. When you have a goal, you're going to need to put in some behavior change and some habit creation for that goal to be accomplished. So what we're going to do is we are going to identify our goal, which is that SMART goal we just created. We are going to put in systems so that We create these habits, and then we are going to evaluate the outcomes. So in terms of systems, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, like it takes 30 days to create a habit or it takes 60 days to create a habit. The the literature is really blurry on that. It really doesn't say that, right? If I, for 30 days, go work out January 1st because it's my New Year's resolution, how likely am I still to be working out in March? I don't know. Not very likely if you look at the stats um, in terms of gyms. So We have to create these systems that help us make it part of our life. Now, the way we do that is by keeping it simple. So I'm going to teach you how to turn your goals into those systems that are going to create habits. So what are habits? They're things that we don't even need to think about, right? They happen automatically. If anybody bites their nails, you know, you have that habit. If you have um, a habit of, you know, smacking your gum, whatever habit you have, like you didn't have to train to do those kind of things. They're second nature. It just happens, right? The habit sometimes for some people is they sit down and they turn on TV. Whatever it is, good or bad, a habit is something that you really didn't have to work at and, you know, doing. Like it just comes naturally because you've done it. So step one for creating your habit is you want to make it obvious. You want to make whatever goal you're trying to do obvious. And the way that you do that is you're going to connect it to a current habit and you're going to write down, I'm going to do whatever behavior at whatever time in whatever location. So an example of that, I'm just going to share with um, this whole journey I'm on with the bikini competition, make it obvious. I hate exercising. I just, I, I just, I hated it actually. I don't hate it anymore, but I hated exercising. I did not like doing it. It hurt my chest. It, I don't like being sweaty. It just was not, it was not something that I enjoyed doing. So I started off making it super tiny and connecting it to a current habit. So the way I started working out was I said, I am going to 
download this little app and the app had um, little exercises that were 60 seconds, 60 second exercises. And I was like, eh, I guess I could do anything for 60 seconds. And so my behavior was I will use this 60 second exercise app every morning at 6.30 a.m. in my bedroom. And I connected it to a current habit, which was brushing my teeth. So every day after I brush my teeth, I would go into my room, I would turn on my app, and I would do my 60 seconds of exercise. Now, that's just an, an easy way to identify like something that you want to trigger it to. So that's how I started up with the exercise. With the, uh, my kids, the smart goal and spending more time, the current habit I connected the reading to was bath time. So we would take a bath, we would brush hair, we would brush teeth, and then we would sit down and read our book. Um, so think about what your SMART goal is. Is that SMART goal um, going to school, you know, and the, you're going to break, let's say, for example, you want to go back to school. You're thinking about going back to school. Well, you don't know where to start. So your SMART goal might need to be not that you're actually going back to school, but it is to investigate other schools that you would want to apply to, right? Or look at what the criteria is for application or getting your transcripts or whatever it is. So you want to connect that to a habit. So maybe the habit that you have is dinner, right? So you're going to say every night after dinner, I am going to spend 15 minutes researching schools um, that I could potentially apply to. And I'm going to do this for the next two weeks, and then I will put in my applications in two weeks. So that's making it obvious by connecting it to a current habit. And then second is to design your environment to make it foolproof. So I had every night I would lay out my little mat so I could do my 60 seconds of exercise on that mat in my room. I designed the environment. Now that I'm actually going to the gym, the way I design my environment is Every day I pack my gym bag. So I make sure that I have my sweat towel. I make sure that I have my shoes, my AirPods. I have everything in my water bottles, everything in there. I have my protein shake already mixed and literally everything is there for me. I just come home, I grab my bag and I go to the gym. And so that's designing my environment, right? Um, Another example of designing the environment would be just making sure that if you're trying to create a habit, let's say, for example, you're trying to not drink or something to that effect. You want to think about designing your environment around not being at bars, right? You can maybe start going to coffee shops or things like that. So really design your environment to facilitate that habit that you're trying to make. Step two is make it attractive. So you want to pair not just with the habit, but you might want to pair it with an action that you enjoy doing or something that you need to do, right? So we all need to eat. So pairing your activity with mealtime is a great way to kind of fit it in, right? We know we're going to eat, so it's not like we're going to forget it. We're going to do that every day. Think about like, for those of you who have used um, birth control pills, the doctor will tell you, you take it every day after you brush your teeth or whatever it is, something that you need to do so that you make sure it gets done right after. And then again, join some cultures where that behavior is the norm. So um, when I was trying to spend more time with my family, I joined a bunch of Los Angeles mommies groups on social media, and we just talked about different ideas and things we could do with our kids. I joined a bodybuilding group on Facebook and in Instagram, and I got a coach. And so I'm joining the behavior. I went to a gym. I'm joining, the, I'm joining a culture where the behavior of working out and bodybuilding is the norm. So you want to think about what is your goal? If your goal is, again, going back to school, if your goal is to progress in your career and get that new job, change careers, whatever it is, you want to join a culture where other people are doing that as well because it helps keep you motivated. So that's step two, making it attractive. Step three, you want to make it easy. Remember how I told you I only did that 60 seconds of of exercising? 
You want your new habit to have the fewest number of steps that there are and to you want to create super easy choices so you don't have to think about like, do I need to make this for dinner? Do I need to make that for dinner? I meal prep. So on Sundays, I just make meals for four days and then I don't even have to think about it. I literally grab a meal out of the fridge and I eat. So decrease the number of steps you need to do. And then you want to make sure that when you first start out, you want to start the habit with two minutes or less to start. So let's say, for example, back to the going back to school, maybe you want to start with only looking at different options for two minutes, right? You have dinner and then you pop open your phone and for two minutes you're looking. The smaller you start the habit, the more likely it is that you can build upon it and create a larger habit. So starting the habit, if I had started off by saying, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to work out 90 minutes a day, which is what I do now, I would not have been able to achieve that goal because I started too big. So I started off small, 60 seconds, and then after like two weeks of doing 60 seconds, I was like, man, I can do more than 60 seconds. Let me try three minutes. And then after three minutes, I went to seven minutes. And then after seven minutes, I went to 15 minutes and then 20 minutes and so on. Start your habits, two minutes or less, build upon that. Don't make it so big that you can't bite it off. And then you're going to start one habit at a time. When I started the whole weight loss journey, I didn't focus on working out and meals. I started with just the working out. That's where I, I don't know why I chose to start that, but I did. Um, When I chose to spend more time with my kids, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to enroll them in this activity and we're going to go do this. It was reading. We started off with reading and then we built upon that. Like, okay, now that we're reading, what else can we do? So start off one habit at a time. Same thing for at your career. If you're trying to get a promotion and you know maybe you're lacking in public speaking or in your budget, don't try and conquer all of it at once. Select one topic that you want to work on and then try to work on it in small increments to start. Step four is make it satisfying. You want to make sure that you have reinforcement and get some type of immediate reward. With things like exercise, that's easy, right? Our endorphins go up. We feel good, right? We automatically get the reward. We look back. And I don't know anybody who's ever exercised and looked back and been like, wow, I really regret exercising today, right? Um, But look at how you can tag whatever habit you're trying to build in, regardless of what that is, to get some type of immediate reward. Maybe, for example, you are changing your diet. Maybe that immediate reward is being able to go outside and getting some fresh air and taking a walk around or whatever the reward looks like to you. But you want to make sure it's a reward that is productive, not counterintuitive to the habit that you have. A second piece about making it satisfying is make sure you have a habit tracker. So I have on my phone my fitness pal. That's what I used to track. And I go back and I look and I, I am able to see like, oh, I, you know, didn't do this or I did do that or whatever. But every time you get that little check mark, it feels good. So When you're looking for those schools, every day that you were able to check it off for those two weeks, you want to be able to track your habit, whatever it is that you're trying to track, right? And then the last piece of that is promise yourself to never miss twice. We all make mistakes. We're humans. There's times where I'm like, I'm not going to the gym. I don't feel good, right? Now that's expectations, right? If I'm sick, that's a whole nother story, right? Like maybe I have got something and I just can't go to the gym because I'm not feeling well. That's another story. But other than that, never miss twice. So if I miss once, that's okay. But the difference between those that succeed and those that fail is that those that succeed get back up after they've stopped. And those that fail, they just don't get back up. And so promise yourself to never miss twice. You can miss once and then get up and do it again. And then lastly, you're going to end up having a habit. You're going to have these small little things happen and it's time to really celebrate how easy that was and look at how you want to develop and progress that habit into newer goals. And then you can look at starting a new habit. 
Now, there's no timeline around this. This is not going to happen in like 30 days. It just becomes natural. When you aren't thinking about it, the day that I remember, like I just got up and, you know, somebody asked me what I'm doing tomorrow and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to uh, do my workout. And then like, I realized, oh my gosh, like I just, that's who I am now. That's who my identity. I no longer actually hate exercising. I really love exercising now, but it really depends on you, the habit, how easy you make it for yourself to get it started and then how you build upon that. So that's how we keep it simple. That's how we turn our goal into a system so that we can create the habit. Now, the reality is that's not where it ends. You're like, okay, I created a habit. Um, That's where it ends. That's not where it ends. We actually need to then evaluate. Remember I said you identify, you create your systems, and then you evaluate. And so we are going to evaluate this. There's a quote, and I don't even know who says it. It just says a very smart person. But it says you can't improve what you don't measure. So if we're not measuring our goals and our habits, we can't improve upon them. So the way that we evaluate is we're going to look for two different types of metrics in our habit. We are going to look for lag metrics, which is if we actually met the goal, that's not the best one to start with looking at. That's the ultimate goal. The better one to look at is going to be our lead metrics. These are evaluating if we're doing the steps every day that are going to get us to our goal. So for me, the ultimate goal, the lag metric would be getting into that bikini competition The lead metric is going to be, am I getting up and going to the gym every day? Am I getting up and am I, you know, following the diet plan that I have? So those are my lead metrics, seeing steps that are going to get me there. So I'm going to use my habit tracker to go back and look at my lead metrics, which will eventually lead me to that goal that I am trying to achieve. You want to make sure that in evaluation, you choose an interval for those evaluations. So am I going to go back and look weekly? Am I going to look daily? You know, is it feasible? Should I be looking monthly? Monthly might be too late, right? So you want to think about what is that interval in terms of when we want to go back and look at our habit tracker? How often are we falling off the bandwagon? And then lastly, for the evaluate piece, you want to go back and identify where there's gaps. So let's say, for example, I go back and I look at my habit tracker and I haven't gone to the gym in like three or four weeks or even in three or four days, whatever it is, I'm making it up. Um, you want to really dig into what held you back from being able to do that. Was it because you were sick? Okay, maybe you was sick. Now it's time to get back on the bag one. Is it because you just didn't feel like it or you couldn't fit in time? So that's where you want to dig in and look at where the gap is and then begin to identify how you can address that gap so that you can get back on the goal. Sometimes that goal changes, right? Maybe I had planned on going back to school and then all of a sudden, bam, I met the man of my dreams and I wanted to get married and I, school is going to take a backseat because I'm planning a wedding now. That's okay. It's okay. But you need to make sure that you've evaluated and that you've been strategic in continuing to pursue the goal, changing the things that you need to do to to obtain the goal, or completely changing the goal because it's just not fitting in with where you want to be in in life. So we're not perfect. Go back to the drawing board if you need to refine your system or if you need to redefine your goal. But the last step is evaluate. And now, my friends, you have everything that you need to create the habits and smash your goals. Talk to you next week. 